Get to the Point Review Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly McKinney of Hohenheim Productions. And I'm your other host, Josh Gibson from Fourth Wall Players. And we are coming hot in episode 10 with plays that have been adapted into films. And of course, we always start with a recent movie, as recent as we could get as far as plays Mm -hmm. slash related movies, of course, was Hamilton 2020. We couldn't find anything more recent, but we didn't want to throw away our shot, so we went ahead with it. Yeah, so we're taking a shot here, okay? And this is how it's going. Mm-hmm. And so I think we both really enjoyed the opportunity to rewatch Hamilton. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh. It really is amazing. I'm going to watch it again as soon as this is done. Uh, Maybe. I mean, like, you know, just, just so I can cry. At the just, very least, so listen I, to the just, soundtrack. Just so I can cry. Uh, and, you know, this is my feelings over Hamilton. <laughs> Okay, really. The that's, show that's or the this, man? The, it's hard to separate the two. It really is. Yeah. Because what I had to put here was, oh, they made me like Hamilton, which is awful. This makes it difficult for me to still wish death on the man who was in the room where it happened. I mean, he's already dead, so. Yeah, yeah but if we're going to like him, it may as well be with rap music. Uh, Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my get to the point review on Hamilton uh, was two and a half hours of pure adrenaline. This filmed play features half a dozen standout roles, all vying for the spot of best actor. My reaction after viewing, the world's turned upside down. The world's turned upside down. Yeah, and it's it's just crazy when the movie very first came out. Um, it was, I, I couldn't believe how polarizing my Facebook feed was about the political undertones of the movie. But it's because the large majority of my friends that are political mm-hmm. are from when I was in politics. So yeah. a lot of conspiracy theorists. Right. So they hated liking Alexander Hamilton as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyone who's responsible for the it. bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had a similar experience about 10 years ago, or maybe 15 years ago. I was younger, and I just had to come to terms with the fact that I now liked Leonardo DiCaprio. Ah, uh, yeah. No, and I had to come to terms with that when I watched The Beach. When right. It first came out. Mine was a little after that. I think mine was probably around the Departed area, maybe the maybe the Aviator, but I mean, other than Titanic, The Beach was the first Leonardo DiCaprio film that I watched where I wished I was Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. And that I mean, I was a teenager when I yeah. saw it, so it's all hormones, right? You know what I mean? It was like, Obviously. oh God, yes, you know, and then Tropical Islands and everything else. Yeah. Um, wait, why Leonardo DiCaprio is not in Hamilton? He's not. But <laughs> he not I was just saying, I understand where you're coming from with the whole oh, having to struggle with struggle with Alexander. Yes, with enjoying yes, Alexander, Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, but it's better if you just accept it and just let it happen because it's going to happen yeah. either way. Despite whether or not you like his politics, you have to appreciate that he is the ultimate underdog and American. He's which is what America is about, right? Yeah. I mean, exa- exactly. That's what I'm that, always yeah. told. I don't know how much I believe it today, but well, and so <laughs> naturally, since we love this film and play so much we tried to find a respectable critic who had a negative view on it yeah which was difficult uh. <laughs> which was difficult the, as close as we got was A.O. Scott by the New York Times which was a wonderful review mm-hmm. but to summarize in a get to the point review fashion this review itself I say if you missed how inclusive this movie is read the review 
Yeah, it's as close to a negative review, like I said, as we could get without going to Reddit, of course. Right. <laughs> because th it touches on the fact that they make the woman, quote-unquote, behind the scenes every bit as important in the they story stand out. as the yeah. man. Yeah. And he even mentions in the review that they have some of the better songs. And they I do. agree. They it's do. At least story-wise and emotionally. Um, my get-to-their-point review on the review is great attention to character detail, but doesn't talk about David Diggs crushing it nearly enough. And I mean, <laughs> honestly, who does? Yeah, who does? I don't think you can talk too much about how amazing he is in that show. No, no, gosh, gosh, there's, like, they're, they're all this so is, amazing. This is something that like, as a stage actor, and even professionally speaking, like that when you play dual roles, it is real easy to shine in one and kind of be overshadowed in the other. I mean, um, um, Mulligan, the guy who plays Hercules Mulligan, his, uh, what does he play, James Madison is his other character? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. His James Madison does not pop out nearly as much as his Hercules Mulligan. Right. And that's not anything necessarily his fault. It is a hard thing to do to bring the same energy and character to both roles. And I mean... They both were just. I thought they were. They were flawless, and they were fun, and they were energetic. And I, well, I, I also think of the, the precision and skill and talent it takes for mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson to Thomas Jefferson the way he did. Right during that show. Well, and that's the that's crap. the other impressive thing because sometimes even if you do bring the same energy to both roles, they collide a little bit when you're switching from one character to another. And I felt like they were both. Even though they were both high energy and high spirited, they had completely different personalities, and and they were consistent. He did not like. Yeah. It wasn't like he slipped into uh, Jefferson while he was Lafayette, or vice versa. And that that's impressive. I'm sorry. Yes, it is. It's very impressive, especially in live theater. Especially in live theater, you don't you have one take. Yeah. One take. Right. That's it. One shot. Don't throw it away. Yeah. And so, well, naturally, as you can tell by our glowing review of <laughs> Hamilton, it is one of our favorite plays, which is why it is not in our top five, but why we continued on the plays, favorite plays adapted into movies. Right. For our Get to the Point review, the main topic of today's episode. Woo. And I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with one that I am willing to bet well over half of the audience has not seen. At least. At least. With The Sunset Limited from 2011. So, The Sunset Limited is written by Cormac McCarthy, same person who wrote The Road, No Country for Old Men, etc. Uh, he's an amazing author. He is my favorite author by far, and one of my favorite screenplay writers as well. And this is a Chamberhouse drama. It's an endlessly entertaining delve into apologetics with two amazing actors all occurring in one room. And so we've got, if I want to say Tommy Lee Jones okay, and Samuel L. Jackson mm. for, like I said, about a solid, almost two hours. Oh, and awesome. It's just continuous conversation. It, it, it is everything that's so that's something that that's something that like nerds like you and I are going to really enjoy. But oh my gosh, the but, mass public is just well, going to be like. Ah. Again, this is the this is the key thing to understand about everything that has to do with a play mm -hmm. comes down to the the dialogue. 
And yeah, dialogue and character, yeah. Uh, very oftentimes when you option a play, you cannot change a single word of dialogue, which is why stage direction, um, the way that the characters are interpreted and costuming, set design, it all becomes so important in a play because you you are legally obliged to not change a word of that dialogue. So, because of that, it has to be excellent dialogue. Right. You know, for the play medium. So, every single one of these, that's going to carry, is that strong dialogue, even if it's in musical form like right. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with the Sunset Limited, yeah, that's that's definitely my number one all-time favorite chamber house drama play into movie adaptations. Beautiful. Right. Josh? Awesome. Uh, my first to get to the point review is Frost Nixon. Classic tale of corrupt politician being tricked into self-incriminating by an entertainment host. It's the supporting characters that really push it over the top, though. Sam Rockwell and Kevin Bacon each stand out on either side of the debate. Sam Rockwell. I, I, I love everything he does. I was introduced to him as a child in Clown House. Uh, not TMNT, too? Oh, um, you know, but see, the, <laughs> you didn't know who he was. Then. I didn't know who <laughs> yeah. he was then. I didn't know who he was. Then. Uh, same. I think my first was uh, the first time I was aware of Sam Rockwell um, was probably not till 2005 when he did um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh-huh. I really oh, liked it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, he did Hitchhiker's Guide, and I was like, oh, that's the guy from Galaxy Quest. Right. So technically, that was when I first when he first stood out to me. So 99. Right, and see, and for me, without knowing who he was, I had quoted Sam Rockwell from Clown House yeah. mm-hmm. my whole life, right. my whole life. And, uh, you know, vulnerable moment here, I wet the bed a lot as a kid, and that mm-hmm. is precisely why my mom showed me that scary movie when I was a child. Was to because, make you wet the bed? No, because oh. Casey, the main character, oh. wet the bed all okay. the time. And in a horror movie, they're essentially still the hero. By the end, right. right? So the bedwetter, so the bedwetter is was the triumphant. Representation came matters. Over representation matters. Hashtag bedwetters anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> normalize normalize bedwetting. That's the hashtag. Norm, hashtag normalize bedwetting. Oh goodness. Uh, my next um, get to report review is on Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Alec Baldwin is in one scene in this film and easily gives the most memorable performance. Um, tale of a half dozen legends being forced to compete in a sales contest left me with one fundamental understanding. A, B, C. Always be closing. Nice. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I, just, <laughs> I immediately, when I think of that movie, I associate it with CoffeeZilla. Shout out to CoffeeZilla's channel, The Drip, mm-hmm. everything else. Because he's used that clip a couple of times yeah. to be like, this is the sort of psychotic crap that MLMs push you, right. push into mm-hmm. you. And it's it's mm-hmm. not too far from the truth. That's what's yeah, crazy actually, about that, yeah. that mm-hmm. main scene. Uh, so you gave two, actually. Yeah, that one, you Frost gave your Nexon. second. No, I didn't. The Clown House isn't a play into. Oh, I thought you were giving was, one. I'm no, sorry. No, just as an example of Sam Rockwell. No, well, it's fine. It's my you. bad, man. Sorry. You go. I'm just you letting go. you know. I am my sorry. Bad. You go. You my go. apologies. The floor is open. Uh, my I next yield one, my time to you, sir. My next one is actually one you introduced me to. Twelve Angry Men, oh, 1957. God. I can't believe I didn't think about that I know, that that's one. so great. That's so great that you didn't, and it's on my list and oh. not yours. It's like this... I will victory. find a way to put it on another list in the future. I, I guarantee you. <laughs> well, no movie or play will make you want to become a jury member more in this chamber house drama than this chamber house drama. And this is the 1957 version. Of that course. one was... 
that one's perfect. Like, why would you need to redo it? Uh, I mean, really, a lot of the charm is... I get what they were going for, but a lot of the charm in the movie was because of the time period it took place and because of the limitations technologically or whatever that these people had as opposed to like when they try to update it as like oh instead of a fan breaking it was like the air conditioning was breaking and yeah they, yes. they still reference like you know they still reference the baseball teams but it's different That's, right it's it's it becomes the, the, the fact that in the original there's actually things that are debatable yeah right? right yeah you know that where it's not it's not simply a lack of evidence it's a matter of perspective right Right. And what in the specific order in which things happen, it doesn't necessarily count. Right. Um, okay, I'll go ahead and give. So you go ahead and do another one. Number three. Yeah. Yes. So my number three would be Romeo and Juliet from 1996. Okay. And that's because we've got accurate, straight from the play dialogue and Harold Perrineau in drag. Okay, well. What, what else do you need? Okay. Granted, granted. But it definitely put this as the best screen adaptation of Romeo and Juliet in my book. Right. Uh, and it has nothing to do with the romantic elements for with Leonardo DiCaprio because I actually felt those were the driest parts of the film. Yeah. It is always when someone is giving dialogue directly from the play mm-hmm. in the movie in the proper context because it, it they modernize it in just a way where we can where if you've read it already, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, then you can understand mm-hmm. what's going on without... You, you can see it, whereas right. most people yeah. are reading it in a dry <clears throat> classroom, just going back and forth between people who have drawn I, parts unwillingly. <clears throat> Sorry. I will say, I thought John Leguizamo was probably one of the better role parts in that film. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. And he's so underrated. He is so because, in all fairness, he does do a lot of really bad movies. But, but you know, and this, but he's this, always doing challenging things. And that, that's God, what it is. God bless John Favreau for saving that man's career. Like you know what I mean? Like just putting him on the right track. Like like you're going to be in this movie with me. You're going to be in this movie with right. me. Right. I'm directing and writing this one. You should be in that. Yeah. Uh, like thank God because we're really getting to see the best of him out of this. It's crazy. Right, so my next... Number three. Get to the point of view. My number three is Little Shop of Horrors. And I know we've covered this before, but (laughs) you can never speak too much about the amazingness of this show. Um, What could be better than a musical about a man-eating plant from outer space? Fun, quirky, and campy, this movie is the epitome of a mean green mother. And, you know, and it really is so well-rounded. Yeah. In the way that it does it. It's like... That's and it's simple, but it's simple, like, in a way that works. Yeah. You know, like, it, do- it doesn't, like, a lot of other adaptations, you know, like, I'd look, like, Into the Woods, uh, Cats, <clears throat> Les Mis, um, even though I enjoyed Les Mis, Les Mis and yeah. Into the Woods, I oh, actually enjoyed those. But, oh, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, they're really, shit. But they're really <laughs> convoluted, and, and they're trying so hard to turn the play into a movie instead of just filming a play. You know? So... Yeah, I know, Les Mis. Gosh. One day more. Oh, well, okay. Well, uh, at least, uh, okay. <laughs> a Few Good Men would be my next one. It's number four on my list, I, 1992. Okay. Well, And it's because I, I didn't even realize it was based on a play until I went and see the play yeah. just a year and a half ago. And right. I was like, oh, man, and, you know, the fact that it, it, it made me realize that the dialogue in it is is definitely what makes it so oh, def- entertaining oh, yeah. to watch because the, there's nothing about the dialogue that isn't energy like charged mm-hmm. that isn't charged mm-hmm. and it's because of the writings of Aaron Sorkin which is exactly right. what I said here is that his aggressive dialogue meets top notch acting in a courtroom drama that rivals any okay 
So, since we're there, yeah, I'm gonna skip one because my last one actually was a few good men. Oh, but you should give yours right now. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna okay, do yes, that. Exactly. That's what I'm at. I'm skipping number four to do number five. Okay. Okay. My get to the point review is you can't handle this script. <laughs> Not a thought anyone had about Jack Nicholson's portrayal of Army General on trial for unnecessarily tormenting cadets deemed weaker than the rest. Um, Tom Cruise was in that movie. I know he was so overshadowed by literally everyone in that film, and he, he and he's still great. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, and, like and it's and not he's that he's like great. bad necessarily. It's just no, but also he's Tom though, Cruise, and <laughs> because of the the movie adaptation differs just a little from the film. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean from the play. Okay, since the movie differs just a little from the play yeah. too, you've got um, which I, it's awful that I can't remember Tom Cruise's character's name in it. It's funny, um, but I feel like he is derailing the the whole court proceeding yeah. in the movie where everyone else is keeping it on track. Right. And that's not... It It, it doesn't make him uh, getting the truth mm-hmm. out of him, out of him mm-hmm. in the end a redeeming quality from how he derails and tries to overshadow his female colleague. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That's what's crazy to me about the movie yeah. version is that in the play, you, f- you feel everybody's weight in it and their um their role mm. whereas in the movie version feels so conflicting i feel like it was added in there to add conflict because it was a movie right you see right and, and so like that, that's Which is what i was thing talking I about earlier with little shop this. is sometimes sometimes they get way too up in their whatever trying to Chris be like well we've got to make this edgy and more film-like and right, right, right. that that works out sometimes but sometimes it just doesn't i'm sorry right. when the play is is better than the screen adaptation i feel like the screen adaptation should match the play at least and the right now the first three do that yeah. for me and mm-hmm. it's because romeo and juliet even though well, it, even though it's sort of a cringy movie mm-hmm. I'm not I, when I've seen Romeo and Juliet live on yeah. stage. I'm not enthralled by it even then. Yeah, you know I'm probably. I, mean? like, I mean, it's it's not a great so, script, but no, I have seen it yeah. done well before. I've seen it done well, right? And I still give my the, the same amount of attention and passion goes into watching the movie as does watching the play. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? I yeah, get yeah, excited. I got you. I got you. No, I equal amount of watching. Yeah, I'm definitely watch. not trying to argue your opinion. But no, but and that's out of everything on my list. That's where a few good men falls short. Right. Is that the movie feels more movie than the, the play is right. good enough? Like well, like you said yourself, own. you couldn't tell it was based on a play. Right. That right exactly. there tells the whole story. Be- right. Boom. Man. Wow. That's the get to the point review on my get to the point review yeah, from dropping Josh. Dropping some knowledge. Dropping some knowledge. All right, and number five, Josh. You're first. You were first? first. Okay. You're right. number five, right? Yeah, that's fine. I we're just both went. five. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Rosencrantz and Gilderstone are dead from 1990. Mm-hmm. Because this is, a, this is another one that I didn't know was like, this movie was introduced to me just a few years ago. Yeah. And when it was, they were like, oh, yeah, it's based on a play and everything. So I knew at the same time that mm-hmm. the movie. So Oldman and Roth, as oblivious servants debating coin tosses, just never gets old. Yeah. Like, and I, I just, it's one of those parody plays mm-hmm. that I just think is so brilliant. You right. know what I mean? Because everyone, like, I feel like every um, niche film 
anything that we follow nowadays mm-hmm. essentially uh, has its own like fan theories or like things that they would want. It's like, oh, if you could do a spinoff series on one side character, right? This is this is the best one right. of all time. This is so great. Second, so second great. place is Rogue One. It was Rogue One. Yeah, second place is Rouge One. Rouge One. Yeah. In my last get wow, to the wow, point wow, review, wow. yeah. Wow! 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 Is a streetcar named Desire. Oh. Newcomer Marlon Brando shines in this portrayal of abusive husband Stanley Kowalski. This larger-than-life antagonist teaches Vivian Lee to not always rely on the kindness of strangers. I can just... I know, it's so cheesy, but... No, no, this is great. I love it. I love it. I just can't get the picture of... We've been watching a lot of Frasier. So, so I'm just thinking of the episode where Poppy is reviewing Mm. A Streetcar Named Desire by Tennessee Williams and keeps calling him Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Um, And, uh, yeah. But no... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, just a little tidbit. Like, um, Marlon Brando actually originated the play role, too. That was how he, that's how he got it in the movie, because that was his first film. I didn't know that. Um, but he originated the play, uh, yeah, originated the play role. Um, so, so that started that. I feel it. And that was when method acting bust down the doors into Hollywood. Right. Wow. Uh, wow, interesting. Which I'm not necessarily happy about, but that's when it happened. I feel terribly uncultured, because I have not seen A Streetcar Named Desire. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I'm gonna have to watch it. He yells Stella a lot, and which is why, which is which is why, in Look. both Disaster Artist and in The Room, that <laughs> Stella is so yeah. is so, so monumental. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so great. And that's like one of the one lines that he actually delivers well in The Room. Like, seriously, <laughs> in The Room, right? You're yeah. tearing me apart, Lisa. Like that was it. Right. The rest of it oh, was wow. just like poor. Like just. Uh, that is crazy. So anyway, <laughs> so um, we have right now our third part of the segment is in transition. Mm. We are currently releasing ourselves from the get to the point review on the Twitter, which will bring us directly to our plug at the end. So we hope you have enjoyed this episode. And if geek is the new chic, shouldn't that flow into your coffee drinking game as well? The selection of vintage, geeky, and cheeky mugs can be found on eBay, fulfilling occasions from fool to cool. To see our selection of mugs, click on the link in the description below to aid in an expressive drinking experience. And are you curious about the behind-the-scenes merch and movies that isn't on YouTube? Get exclusive access to movies, merch, and more through Patreon. Find Fourth Wall Players at patreon.com slash fourthwallplayers. That's patreon.com slash 4thwallplayers. All one word. And we will see you guys next week, but real quick, I just feel like we should reread these. And our best 1920s boys. <laughs> if Geek is the new chic, shouldn't that flow into your coffee drinking game as well? The selection of vintage geeky and cheeky mugs can be found on eBay for filling occasions from fool to fool. To see our selection of mugs, click on the link in the description below to aid in an special drinking experience. And curious about the behind-the-scenes merch and movies that isn't on YouTube? Get exclusive access to the movies, merch, and more through Patreon. Find Fourth Wall Players at patreon.com slash fourthwallplayers. That's patreon.com slash 4thwallplayers. All one word. Right. And now that we're done that playing around. That was fun, right? I thought so. I thought, I thought that would be fun. I thought that would be fun. All right, we'll see you folks in two weeks. Be sure to check out the Get to the Point Review website. 
on uh, on WordPress. We have regular blog updates on there as yes, well. Yes, I work hard on those. Please yes, we them. do, and they're a lot of fun. They and really seriously, are. leave comments. Like, I I want to start a dialogue between with, between me and you guys. We can argue. It's okay. We're we're all game. For that. I welcome it. We welcome. At least send me a challenge. Send me a challenge. Get to the point.